Father, we honor you, we praise you, and we thank you. Thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. Thank you for, and we acknowledge your presence, O oh God. We bow before you. We humble ourselves, and we call on your name. Father God, speak into our lives. As I yield, stand in me, O oh God. I am your vessel. Use me to your glory. In Jesus' name, we thank you, O oh God. Amen and amen. Amen. I don't know what's going on in the system, but I do need a little more <clears throat> volume I can so that I can hear myself be loud, amen, and ugly. So we're going to ask if you would turn with me to the book of Job. We're going to read two portions of Scripture from the book of Job. First, we're going to look at Job, the first chapter. And Job is familiar to everyone that goes to church anywhere. So you know exactly what goes on in the book of Job. And we're going to look at this just in a very brief, uh, different perspective, so to speak. Job, the first chapter, and I'm going to read verses 20 through 22. Job 1, verses 20 through 22. The word of God reads, Then Job arose and rent his mantle, and shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground, and worshipped. That sounded like he was getting ready to do something else, didn't it? And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Amen. Now let's look at Job, the second chapter. We're going to look at verses 9 and 10. Job 2, verses 9 and 10. Amen. Verse 9 says, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women. There's more than one. Speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. Amen. Amen. You can let them come in now to be seated. I want us to understand as we did not read through the first chapter or in some parts of the second chapter of Job, where it discussed in the first chapter what Job had experienced was the loss of his material things, his possessions. Amen. It's one thing to lose your material things and your possessions. But then if you look in the second chapter, it's another thing when you begin to lose your health. See, some folk can't stand it and they'll stay right in the midst of a storm because they don't want to lose their material things. See, my life is more valuable to me than anything that I have on me or around me. Amen. 
you just come and check me. Come get me and don't let me decide. Just take me off. You know, if I'm hugging, whatever I'm hugging, take that too. I got to go. Because we should never, ever be more attached to stuff and things more so than we are our very lives. Amen. And if we are, something is really wrong with that. And so in, in the first chapter, Job has lost things. He lost material things. He lost his family, his cattle, and all that made him wealthy, earthly. Amen. He lost all of that. And, it, and like a person, when they're getting ready to fight, Job rose, he tore his clothes, he shaved his head, and fell on the ground like he was getting ready to pitch a fit. But God flipped it on us. How ironic. After all, read it when you get a chance. After all that had, had come to him, devastating things, one hit right after another, the Bible says he fell down and he worshipped. We drove here in a nice covered car. We ate breakfast, drunk a nice cup of coffee. All of our loved ones was there. We kind of FaceTimed some of our family members, kissed the kids good morning and all kinds of things. And we got here and still didn't feel like worshiping. Job had lost all of this. Houses burned up, kids killed in a storm, all manner of things. And Job fell down and worshiped. Good God Almighty. What, what a man with a relationship with God. And, and, and he gives God the glory, and he still gives God the, 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 the authority and let him lord over his life. He said, naked came out of my mother's womb. I came like this, and, it, and, and I'm not upset to leave like this. If I got to go, blessed be the name of the Lord. He blessed the Lord. He didn't charge God foolishly. Some of us could have a flat tire and it's raining. Lord, why would you do this to me? Knowing I don't know how to change a tire. Oh, it's funny. We got grown men that I've had to change tires for. And I don't have mechanic nowhere in my name. But I can change a tire. Amen. Big old rusty boys don't know how to change a tire. Where you been? I mean, you don't have to even teach me to do it. I can just look at it and tell. I've got to jack the car up and loosen the nuts or lugs and take that tire off and put a good one on, tighten it up, and then let the car back down. You don't even have to check. You don't have to show me that. Amen. All I got to do is see it, and, and I just go, I'm just going to figure that out. Glory to God. See, we, we, he did, they did not charge. He didn't charge God Foolishly, How many times have we gone through a season of things and we just started asking God why and, 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 and just charging God foolishly? Like it's God's fault that sometimes we realize and acknowledge that his word is true. That word that says you're going to reap whatever you sow. See, we think that word is true only when we sow in money. Oh, when we're doing good. All that dirt you done throw, it's coming back. And it's going to be a heap more shovel full than what you threw. Because I've never seen anything planted that gave us less than what we gave us any less. You always get more 
Amen. So don't go wondering, confused, why is this happening to me like you ain't in, like you innocent? Amen. Then when you look at the second chapter, I've got to move quickly today. When you move, we'll look at the second chapter of Job. Job now is responding because now he's been allowed to attack his flesh. Now, now he's sick, balls over his body. He's, he's, he's afflicted now. And listen, all of this at the hand of a devil. When you read this, don't get it twisted of what the devil can and cannot do. Because if he was foot loose in here this morning, some of us would be limping out of here. If he could have really got to you this morning like he really wanted to, you would not have been so cute right now. You would have been otherwise. It's always somebody left around you to start up some foolishness. But Job wouldn't even let his wife in his head. One of the foolish women. That means there's some more, D. We don't have any out here. But there was more. Job, there was, that was one of them. No, Robin ain't even looking at you. See, she said to him, go ahead on now and, and curse God. Why, why, why are you still holding on to your integrity? Just go on and lose it, Job. Just, just let it go. But in all that, Job didn't sin with his lips. My subject this morning to you is, what can your faith survive? What can your faith survive? Some of us are cuss at the drop of a hat strike our hand or finger with the hammer and we'll shout out one of those bad words. <laughs> Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Have you ever prayed? Listen, this morning, I just, I feel a weight lifted off of my shoulders because someone dear to me this morning is sitting there free of an affliction because God saw fit last week to move it out of their body. Amen. Have you ever prayed for somebody and wanted them to be blessed so bad that whenever they got their blessing, you felt like it happened to you too? It's a weight lifted off of you. I'm glad this morning. I feel light on my feet because it's been lifted off of me because he blessed somebody else. Y'all don't hear me this morning. Without a doubt, I can tell you this morning, and I'm sold out. Look at somebody and say, are you sold out? I mean, without a doubt, I'm all in. I, I'm, I've done made a decision. I'm sold out to God. I'm all in. Isn't it funny, though, whenever you look at some people, when they, when they think becoming more spiritual means being more critical of others. I'm so glad that Jesus sat with publicans and sinners and ate and fellowship with them and ministered to them. See, see, these are the kind of people that they, they can't help you because they're too full of themselves with their anointed selves to allow you to see Jesus. They want you to see more of them and what they're saying than to see Jesus. It's all points to them. Highly anointed but can't be used. They have something to prove about you. But I thank God that I'm all in. They say, I'm saying, look, look, some people around you, when they see you going through a thing, 
they take that opportunity to be like the devil. I told you they wasn't all of that because if they were, they wouldn't be going through all of that. They must have did something. They looked like they were holy, but they did something. They will size you up by the people that like you. Hello. See, they, it's all about them. And, 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 you, and you can't see the Jesus in them because they done got so spiritually mature now that all they can do is become more critical of you. But the anointed one would come to tabernacle. Why can't you come? Okay. Amen. That's where you will find Jesus, where he's needed. Listen, for some of us right now, the greatest fight is just getting past the struggle just not to quit. I'm talking about in the last two and a half, maybe three years of what the world and what we have faced, some of our greatest fight right now is just to get over the struggle not to quit. Am I telling the truth? Thank God I'm all the way in because by now I would have been like some of the others. I would have fainted. I would have lost, I would have lost my integrity, cursed God, and just walked away. I'm all the way in and I'm consistent in my praise. Come on, somebody. I'm continuing in the faith, not wavering. I'm not going to cave in and I'm not going to give up. Though I've been through a struggle that you don't even know nothing about. You don't know what it took to get some people in here this morning. You don't know what people have been through, what they're going through. And yet you got the audacity to open up your holy mouth and keep running them down in the ground. But don't worry because their faith is surviving at all. Look at them. They're still sitting here. Got a smile on their face. I'm telling you, I'm, I, mean, I mean, sometimes before the morning is over, I don't want you to infect nobody or cause anybody to get sick. But you ought to let them see all of your pearly whites because they don't understand what it costs that smile to still be on your face. You don't know how they've trapped. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying this morning. See, I'm grateful this morning to know that God is faithful to his word. He tells us in Isaiah 55 that his word is not going to return to him void. He told us in John 15 that if we would abide in his word and let his word abide in us, that we could ask what we will and it shall be done unto us. God is faithful to his word. Encourage somebody and tell them God is faithful to his word. Whatever he told you, he's bringing it to pass right now. All throughout scripture, we're assured that God is faithful to his word. If God said it, God is going to make it good. If God said it, he's already set it in motion. If God said it, it's already done. Nobody may not post about it. Nobody may not give you a black thumbs up. But God said it, it's already done. It's good, baby. It's coming. It's good. It's already good. God is faithful to his word. The word that God gave you, you hold fast to that word. God, that word brought faith to you. That word brought everything that you would need to survive in this season of doubt and attack. If God said it, he's going to make it good. Whatever has gone out of God's lip, he don't have to go back and try to change anything. He does not bite his tongue when he calls you blessed, even when you look like you're in a mess. If he says you're blessed, you ought to rejoice right there on the ash pile. You ought to just tie up your clothes and just fall down like you're going to have a temper tantrum and worship God right there on the spot because he's still worthy to be praised. 
He's faithful to his word. One thing I love about reading the book of Job is that we can find that the enemy cannot breach God's covering that's on our lives. Look at somebody and tell them, you're covered by God. You're covered by God. I want you to understand that real good this morning. You are covered by God. And that's the only reason why you're sitting here clothed and in your right mind is because God kept you covered. If he could have really did what he came to do, there's no way you would still be here in your right mind. There's a witness in here somewhere. I know it is. I'm not all by myself. God covered you. You're under God's covering. Amen. God has a covering on our lives. God's covering is that spiritual protection, that, that state of nurturing that God is providing for you right now, even in this hour. Those who are in the covenant relationship with God are under the covering of God. Can y'all understand what I'm telling you? You are covered. You are under God's spiritual protection. You're under God's plan of spiritual nurturing. And whenever you're nurturing something, you're making it stronger. When something is being nurtured, you know what it's supposed to be. And so you're giving it everything that it needs to become what you called it to be. That's nurturing. That's nurturing. See, the, the enemy has to be allowed to get past my covering. I could shout all by myself because, see, I realize I may be talking to some folk right here that can't acknowledge and won't understand what I'm saying because you hadn't gone through enough and you haven't read enough or seen enough what the enemy really wants to do to you. I thank God this morning that I'm covered. You know, he, can, he cannot get to you unless God allow him to. And even when he's allowed, Sister Michelle, he's not without limits. Although he was allowed to do some things, God said, I still set a limit on him. Because I know how much you can bear. I'm not going to let it drive you crazy. I know how much you can bear. You're still under my tutoring. You're still being nurtured by me. I'm not going to let him get you like he really wants to. I'm talking about a devil now that caused a whirlwind to tear up this children's house. I'm talking about a devil that caused fires to break out and all his cattle was killed. I'm talking about a devil who attacked his body and broke out in boils. All of this out of nowhere. Job was not expecting any of this. Job was blindsided. But God allowed it. Because what the devil saw that he wanted first, he could not get it until God allowed it. And when God allowed it, let me just tell you that our God is a good God. I heard somebody say the devil meant it for evil. But God, he meant it for good. God is going to use you if your faith can survive it. Tell somebody, your faith got to survive it. Your faith got to survive it. The enemy has been allowed. But God said your faith is going to survive it. He's been allowed to try to take our children. Come on, somebody. Try to mess up our mind with bad news about our kids. But our faith is going to survive. Y'all don't hear me this morning. 
You can't see it, but your enemies know that it's there. That covering is there. Yo, 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 you can't see it, but I promise you, there's an enemy somewhere even on two feet that know you covered. Because what they plan to do and say to you, they couldn't. It couldn't affect you. They, it, they couldn't really get to you like they wanted to. You can't see it, but I'm covered. You can't see it, but your enemies know it's there. They know everything you got, but they can't take none of it away from you. That this wasn't the first time the devil had seen Job's goods. The Bible said, he said, I know I saw Job, but I couldn't get to him. And I know that it wasn't because of Job. It's you, God. You are stopping me from getting to him. You've got him covered. I saw his cattle. I saw his children. I saw him sacrificing, being the priest of his house. I saw all of that, and I wanted to get him, but I couldn't get to him. Car wouldn't break down. Cars, come on, somebody. It's riding on one, one little spot plug, but it won't break down. The devil was hoping that. That, that your last dollar some kind of way fell out of your wallet. But, but before that one fell, God put two more in there. I, I, I'm telling you, he, 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 he has been trying his best to make you question your covering. Does God love me? Does God favor me? Does God, can, 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 can God still love me after this kind of fall? After this kind of life? Does he still care? Yes, he cares. God still got you covered, baby. The devil can't see it, but you're covered. He knows it's there. See, it's, it's, it, it indicates that without God's covering, that what, it, what this text indicates to me is without God's covering is that we're exposed to a hostile spiritual environment. Have you ever just walked in an atmosphere where you knew it was hostile when you came in there? It seemed like everybody was talking and gigging and laughing and slapping hands, but when you came in, everybody dried up. And when you go in a room and they won't even look at you, you know something's wrong. You make a difference, baby. You're covering. They, they, they want to get up and hurt your feelings, but you're covered. They want to put you out, but you're covered. They, they can't run you off because you're covered. They, they try to steal your vision, but you're covered. It can't distract you. It can't discourage you. It can't cause you to have any sorrow because you're covered. But whenever you are not in the realm of God, let me, he, said, he said, tell him this verse, tell him this. See, they, when you're covered, your enemies cannot understand your increase. <laughs> you hear that, Robin? Because you're covered, they're not going to understand your sudden increase. They're not going to understand how it is that you can live a certain way but still get increased while they keep taking, taking, taking from you. But increase, before they get it all, increases. It's just compounding. It's more than what you can do. It's more than what you can handle. God will cause people to give it to you even if you can't afford it because of the covering that's on your life. And it's sometimes you have to go through these seasons where you gotta pay, you gotta pay the price now. You go through some seasons where God is moving you and shifting you. And see, that's the problem with some people. They can't stand when God starts shifting. 
Just go ahead and move with God because he's keeping you covered. If you stay there, you're exposing yourself to a hostile spiritual environment that you ain't ready for. Anything that ain't right with God stays exposed to a spiritual hostile environment. And you don't know why. Huh? See, for Job, for us, Job is, is a living example of biblical principles. You understand? Job shows us what it looks like to activate what the Bible reveals and see it lived. Job is, a, is an example of what it looks like to take a real licking and keep everything intact. What can your faith survive? Do you have the faith that comes from God? There's some who say they're believers and they'll shout all over your church and won't leave time for you to preach. But the minute something goes wrong in their lives, you can tell it. Because they'll walk right out of church and they won't be back. They love God as long as everything's going good. But as soon as God allows just the smell of some trouble, they turn loose and let go. Walk off from God. Do what they call laying their religion down. Hmm? You know, we still can do it. I still got it. You know I was a cusser. You know I could fight. Don't think just because I'm saved. Now, don't let this, don't let it fool you. I, I, I'm saved, but I'll get you. Huh? One little thing can set it off. Isn't that right, Michelle? It'll set it off. That's my buddy. I can talk to her like that. Don't mess with her because she done told me. <laughs> Don't mess with her. Brother Bill says she may be sharp, but she be fierce. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I ain't asking you what your faith can survive, though, Brother Bill. Uh-huh. See, listen. The faith that comes from God can really survive some tough things because the Bible puts it all in perspective. See, the, the real believer says, the more he puts on me, the more I'm going to trust who's in me. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The more you put on me, you ain't doing nothing but turning me inward. Because see, now Peter puts it in perspective. He says that these trials, these things, they are they're what is refining our faith. Yeah. Baby, you looking at something, you don't even know what you're looking at. That's gold in me. To make it you all to tell that that's gold inside of me. I've been through the fire. Yeah. I've been tried left and right. And it wasn't for short seasons. There's gold in me. Touch yourself and say, there's gold in me. I may look like nothing, look like I don't have a thing, but baby, there's gold in me. 
There's something valuable in me. There's something that keeps me afloat when I feel like giving up. There's something that tells me to lift up my head when something's trying to mash me down. I'm still, I still got one hand stuck out the ground because I understand what trials are doing now. Devil is trying to kill me, but God is just making me stronger. The devil is trying to take from me, but God's got something ready to bless me with. It, it really doesn't take much for some people. For some people, it's, it just takes too long. It's a struggle. It's too, it's too much of a fight. They got too many against me. If they don't see the results they want soon enough, their whole faith system will collapse. They'll collapse. They'll stop reading their Bible. You can't look. You cannot get them to listen to you read a whole scripture. You think they're on the other end listening. They got the phones and sit it down. And when you say, and God had a blessing to the reader, amen. They, they don't want to hear none of that. If we all are true, hasn't there been times that you've gone through stuff in your life that you didn't want nobody to read a scripture to you? Let's just be real. When we got ready to do our dirt, if we passed by a church or a sign that got a scripture, oh, God, I mean, we got to get on out the way because it's going to stop us because there's something in us that won't let us get that word and continue in it. So we don't want to get that phone. You see his Robin calling you like, nah, I ain't talking to him now because I know he done got another word from the Lord. Uh-uh, 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 no, no, no. I already got it set up. She already there done called me. I ain't talking to Robin now. Because I stood her up one time. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't uh-uh, no. I'm going. We closing our eyes. We get blinders on because we don't want nobody to stop us from doing our dirt. But when it comes to spiritual things, it doesn't take much to get us off track. We will, we, we will lay all of our armor down. All of our weapons. And still in some kind of way think we're going to win spiritually. You can't lay down your armor and win against this devil. Your faith won't survive it. The Bible says that your faith is a shield, and it quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy. It's about four feet, and it's about four feet wide. And they get behind it when the, when the enemy starts shooting at them. And if you're not standing behind that, whatever they're shooting at, it's going to penetrate. And see, that's what the enemy does. If, if you don't have any word, if you don't have any confidence in what God has spoken to you, whenever he shoots that fiery dart, it's going to burn away all that mess that you think, and it's not a word. You leave yourself exposed when you don't get behind the covering, the shield of your faith. Whenever the devil throws sickness at you, you got to hold up your faith. By his stripes, I'm healed. Huh? And you don't have to say it and peep at him like, I don't know now. You can just be confident. Hold up. You've got to do it. Resist him. He's got to flee. And anything you resist makes you stronger. Resistance makes you stronger. Do you understand that? Those of you who lift weights, bodybuilders, y'all doing your little exercises, anything that is it's, it's resist that you're, that's, it causes resistance. It makes you stronger. Resist him. And he'll have to flee. But see, when your armor's been weakened, you'll find yourself trying to comfort 
uh, trying to find comfort in strongholds. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Whenever, you're, whenever your armor has been weakened, meaning now that you're not resisting him, that you're not opposing anything he's throwing at your mind. Sometimes they try to project things. They, they, they don't really say it, they just project it. Have you been around people that, that it's not like you're assuming? That's that discernment. Sometimes don't you wish that you didn't have it so much? Because you could just come around, you, you don't, 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 don't say that. This is just preaching to you now. I'm not, t don't throw your discernment away. You won't need that. You'll step off over in a ditch somewhere without, without your discernment. You leave yourself laid exposed to the enemy. But, you, but you know, it's, it's just so hard sometimes because when you sense that and you can discern that, that they're not saying anything, but you know the spirits towards you have changed. They didn't tell you, but they got a problem with you. Those are the kind of devils you really got to watch. Because you're pouring love on them. But every time they get a chance, they got all kinds of arrows coming at you. And so what will happen is if they wear you down, if, they, if some kind or another your armor gets weakened, you're going to find yourself trying to find comfort in strongholds instead of deliverance. In other words, you're going to stay in it rather than trying to find your way out of it. Some people have been in mess for so long, they don't stop trying to get out of it. They're just trying to find comfort and peace in it. See, we like the conversation about mess. We like the attention that our mess brings because we think somehow or another it makes us look some kind of way that's gratifying when we got our business and our mess all out in the street. I'm crying today. And it's because someone, you know, I mean, and then we get, look at you again. You got it up again. I'm crying again today. I mean, sooner or later they're going to just, because they crying today. It ain't even raining outside or nothing. I mean, what, my gosh. We're trying to find comfort in, in, in strongholds instead of deliverance. And we just like the conversation about our problem. We like to hear what people got to say about it. We got, we, and some people do that because they're trying to project the image on who's causing the problem to the other person. So that way the other person won't like that person because you don't like that person. That's ministry. It's, the, it's demonic ministry. They're completing an assignment. Trying to get people not to like you because she don't like you. What is, what is that? And no, I'm not talking about kids. This is grown folk. This, grown, this is grown people, D. Come to church, sing on the choir, shout you down. Done memorize the first 27 books of the Bible. But they are on assignment from hell. One of the top bishops, multiple ministries from the devil. Don't even expect deliverance anymore. They just like the attention they get because they're always crying and weeping because of what some big, bad, mean person did to them. 
Have you ever understood this to pull this into your spirit? Have you ever understood how it is that the person that was getting the whipping wouldn't cry? And it caused everybody else to get some whoopings too. Oh, you tough ain't just sitting there mad, so man won't even cry. <laughs> you might beat you blue and you still won't cry. Now everybody in the room, you better go on and leave. Cause say, go on and leave because Jackie ain't going to cry. <laughs> now we all going to have to get it. You see what I'm saying? This, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about right here. Whenever, whenever you are sitting there and he's done all that he could do to you, this devil was sent because it's, it's a shame to think this, but it's so true. Do you know that you have some devils encamped around you who can't stand it because you smile all the time? The same way they dislike that crying all the time. If you up there and you smiling all the time, you got some devils that he ain't, he ain't that happy. I mean, they're going to they gonna start, and that ain't discernment. He smokes up before he came to work. See, he, 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 he looks at his phone, then he, start, he starts really smiling. See, they don't know you might have looked at your phone and read a scripture. They, they, they don't know that somebody might have sent you an encouraging word. But they are mad at you because you for them, you smile too much. And now they're on assignment from hell to wipe that smile off of your face. But then that's when you got to go back to Job 1. Then in all this, I'm still smiling. And I did not part my lips to sin before God when they've done everything they can and you still come up smiling. You talking about making a devil real mad? Look, devil, you, you're, I'm smiling because my smile, look, and some people, they, they have this witchcraft mentality because they think that their actions determine your smile. It's, it's not how you were treating me or wasn't treating me that caused me to smile. I was smiling because what I tell you, Greater is he that's in here. He, he's making me smile from in here. But the minute you get me out of here and start looking out there, then you can wipe away my smile. But when you've done all that you can do to me and I still come up smiling, you need to leave me alone because you ain't penetrating nothing, baby. I'm covered. My armor is strong. I'm rooted and grounded. Protected by God. And see, it's frustrating trying to help people who's accepted their dysfunction as normal. You hear what I'm telling you? Some people, some, some people's craziness is normal to them. This kind of dysfunction is normal, and it, and, it, and it will wear you out trying to help folk who's accepted that their dysfunction is normal. Crazy ain't normal. And there's some crazy that it ain't natural. I mean, you just gone. It ain't even natural how you act. You know I'm telling you the truth. 
See, it's frustrating to trying to go higher when you're stuck on people who are trying to pull you down and keep you limited and loaded with confusion. I'm not going to let you keep me limited and loaded with confusion. It's something, just like I told you last week, I'm just going to be looking right at the phone. And it's you calling, but I ain't, I'm not picking it up today because I'm working on something. You're not going to load me and limit me with stuff that you ain't trying to get out of. You just like to talk about it. We done prayed for you. We done awed you down. You're so greasy. We done cast all kinds of devils out of you. We done fasted and prayed over you. And you still, the devil even trying to get out, but you holding him. You holding the plum devil hostage. Because you like mess. You like that attention that a problem get brings you. See, the devil can leave you alone when he sowed that kind of seed in your life and left. Because he knows now all you want is mess. That's all you got a taste for. You ain't trying to get delivered. You ain't trying to get over this. So you're not trying to do this. What your mission now is, is to make everybody else around you miserable and control the environment. And the, the, it's called a principality where you try to lord over everything around you with the same spirit that you carry. I'm breaking out of it. You're not going to limit me. And you ain't going to load me with no confusion. See, what we got to understand is to be free from sin and to be free from that kind of stronghold. Listen, listen real good. To be free from that kind of sin and to be free from certain strongholds, I'm going to tell you something from life's experience. You can believe me if you want to. I got gray hair on my face now. I used to say that and I had black hair and full head and you wouldn't believe me. But now my whole head and everything is gone and face gray. Listen, if you're going to get past some strongholds that's been sent into your life from the pits of hell that you enjoy, it's going to take more than you just stopping a certain behavior. Young people, listen to me real good. It's going to take more than you just stopping a behavior to get over it. What you got to do is free yourself from the spirit that you're carrying that's calling it and pulling it into your life. Because if you leave one place of behavior, it seems funny how every, everywhere you go, you meet the same kind of woman or the same kind of man that like to do the same kind of stuff. Come on. It's because that spirit is still there. And it's going to take more than your behavior changing to get you free from what is spiritual. It's a spiritual stronghold that's got you. You, you got to break that grip in the spirit realm. And then you got to all together be willing to let God uproot it out of your life, no matter what it takes. God, I'm, I want you to take it, God. I give it to you. Don't want to hold on to any of it. It's sort of like a person that's trying to be free from smoking. And I'm just using smoking. I ain't telling nobody they going to hell because they smoke. Don't, don't get up on your stuff. Now just calm down. You go on and smoke yourself right on the death. Nobody going to try to stop you. But I am telling you, if you get tired of that habit, and then all of a sudden you say, well, I'm delivered. Why you delivered? Well, I done went a whole week, and I only smoked one cigarette. See, you think you delivered because you changed the behavior. And then you say, you know what? Praise the Lord. I done went two weeks, and I only smoked one cigarette. But you still smoking. 
in the spirit, you've got to break loose that thing that says, smoke me, smoke, smoke, come on, smoke. You, you got to break that grip of that spirit off of you. And I'm telling you, that's just an analogy. I'm not telling you demon-possessed because you smoke. But I'm telling you, in the spirit realm, you've got to be very sensitive to the things that the enemy would just drop in your life as opposed to just pouring them on you. Look, he still wants the same thing. All he's doing is just right now, he starts off like this. I'm going to walk by your desk and wink at you. Huh? I'm going to walk by your desk and just wink. Then after a while, I'm going to walk by your desk and I'm going to say something to you. How you doing? Huh? He's still after the same thing. He's just dripping it. Just a little bit. He still got the salt shaker. He just... Mama, you better tell them. They... I, can you y'all understand what I'm saying? What I'm talking about is what can your faith survive? No matter how he comes, full force, or if he just drip it, your faith got to survive the attack. That's what's at hand here. Your faith got to survive this thing. You got to come to the place where you understand that your joy is not determined by others' actions. Your beauty is not determined by some man telling you. I know I was beautiful because my daddy told me. He told me I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on. Look, look, if you ain't in God, I'm too much for you anyway. Man, you can't handle all this because you ain't in God. I require too much. I'm going to still feel empty with you all around me because you ain't bringing the right spirit. Check that. When you're around somebody and you're still lonely, they ain't the, that ain't the one. They're not break, they, they, they ain't bringing nothing with them. You lonely and they all up on you. Body is here with me but my mind. Clean on the other side of town. Whoever made that song, were they telling the truth? And then one of them says, she's got paper. But what they say the next part? Y'all don't, don't get saved now. Don't get saved now. She said that she got the papers. But the other girl said, but I got the man. <laughs> Can your face survive it? Y'all got me in here cutting up. Listen, you're giving them too much of your attention every day. You're giving them too much of your attention every day. You're giving them too much of your attention every day. I'm saying this for a reason. It's because whenever you meet somebody, you don't take them all through your life in the first day. Because guess what? When you try to get rid of them, every part of your life, you're going to see them. You see something, a, a, a souvenir on the table. Oh, that's when he took me to Jamaica. Huh? And then you look at a certain thing in your house. Oh, that's what he bought for me for my birthday. <laughs> I mean, all of this. Listen, whenever they are there for a season, you don't need to give them nothing and you don't need to accept nothing from them. Not till I know you. Because when you're trying to get rid of something that you got all over you, take a shower and it's... Y'all don't like real. 
but your faith got to survive it. All the mess that you do, your faith got to survive this. Every attack that you're subject to, your faith got to survive this. God is going to allow some snakes to approach you. God is going to allow some bad relationships. There's going to be some things that's going to come up that ain't going to seem like the favor of God is on your life, baby, but you're still covered because the devil is limited. He's, he can only go so far. You can't touch that devil. Go ahead. You can take that. You can take that. You can take that, but that's going to stay with me. That's still mine. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? Because that's where your faith is going to have to survive this. Yeah. Keep yourself in a place where God can keep talking to you. You singing and rejoicing all the way to work. And then just as soon as you get out of your car, one thing, one face can change everything. And everything you, I'm going to tell you, it's been sometimes I know people that ride beside me thought I was plumb crazy. Because I don't know what's going on with me. So don't ride beside me, y'all, because you might just get hit. I'm like this. Thank you, Lord. I'm just, I mean, I'm all in it. All in it. But I'm, I'm safe now. And this is when I'm by myself. I dare not do that, you know, because you got some people that drive on the other side. I ain't calling no names. They may or may not be in the building. But everything I do, I can't even park right to me. I wouldn't have parked right there. You need to go, let me park, <laughs> please. See, it's, it's, it's them small matters that your faith got to survive. Because them small matters that you keep, them things grow up and be big. For example, once again, and I'm going to have to close because y'all, we already somewhere else today. You could just be on your way home. What we gonna eat? Man, that's a fight right there. I'm scared to even ask. Cause I ain't cooking. Oh, we going. Ooh. No, my wife don't do that, y'all. She never, she never scolds me like that. Never actually. I'm, and I'm being very honest. She don't do that for some reason. She should, but she don't. See. <laughs> You know, for sometimes when you get out of that car at work like that and you run into those different kind of spirits, here's the sad part. It, some people don't know how to bounce back from that. Their faith couldn't survive it. See, what I'm telling you this morning, I'm just encouraging you to learn how to bounce back. Let your faith survive what they're doing behind your back, what they're doing. Because, see, look, they, you can't see them doing it. Your faith got to survive it. Because while they're doing it by drips, after a while, they, they're going to see it's not working. They're going to try to start pouring it on. But your faith got to survive it at every level. See, that's when your discernment kicks in. And you got to understand this. See, it's, it's, it's those attacks that, 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 that these things are initiated by the devil. Especially when they discover you're a believer. I don't know what it is, but when they find that you are a believer, it's like they are on assignment to prove otherwise. They want assignment to prove otherwise. As I close, my last question to you, you know, as, as relates to what can your faith survive? Here's the thing. Listen, what's more important to you? What you want? Where you're going? What you're going through? Or what you're becoming? 
God Almighty. I rejoice because my faith survived because of what I was becoming. My trials made me strong. Through many failures, I, I became wise. And not in my own eyes. It drove me to desire a word. It created a spiritual appetite in me. Do you understand? Now I believe God can do absolutely anything. If he can take a life like mine that was a wreck, good for nothing and rebuild and stand me up on my own feet, restore. When I, tell, when I tell you that God can restore, somebody ought to say amen that knows that. that I, look, I'm telling you, God can restore not only your soul, but he can restore some things. Keep reading in the book of Job. When your faith survives it, God becomes a restorer. He can restore everything everything the canker worm and every other insect everything that came into your life to eat up your season God can restore it can it restore health can it restore mind can it restore strength can it restore your soul can it cause you to live again if a man die can he live again Come on, somebody. God is a restorer. But the only thing I'm asking you to do is to decide this morning, what can your faith survive? Stand up on your feet and give God some praise this morning. Those things that are happening in your life are there because God allowed it. Listen, they're not going to drive you crazy, and so don't you say that. Even if you find out and discover they're trying to drive you crazy, don't you say it. Because they're only doing this because God allowed it. But if your faith can survive it, what you're going to have to do is be obedient to the Scripture now and start praying. Because God says, I will repay. I will repay. Every one of your enemies, every single one of your enemies will know that they've been defeated. Listen, ain't no sense in crying now. Keep smiling. Because when they start going down through there, it ain't going to be because you're doing it. They've come to a season of reaping what they have been sowing. God's not going to let them die till they see you with it. They're going to have to see you smile.
And you got to make sure that you know what you're Listen, because whenever you're trying to help people that can't receive this, it can make you feel inadequate and underappreciated. Because they can't receive what it is that you have. They don't see it as wisdom. There's no value in, in your words to a person that don't believe God. It can you feel inadequate. But I'm encouraging you this morning to let you know it ain't about you.
God is growing and maturing you to the assignment that he has for you. That's why you're going through what you're going through. It's signposts. It's the voice of God showing you. Now, if you respond correctly, I'm telling you, you will be strengthened. Because, listen, and I'm seeing people right here, and I'm not going to call any names, but I am telling you that because you survived this part, they're not going back to scheming again. So you got over the first session, the first series. Read Job 1, then read 2. You got through the first series. Now they're scheming again. They're trying to come back full robin and get you with something different, something altogether different in a different way. See, they ain't going to run all wide open in on you. They're going to try to just, they, the Bible says that sometimes they, they creep in. Watch them. Be steadfast. Be vigilant. Watch. You got to watch. Just watch. Now, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to close. When you have let them in, in any place in you that you agree, you will find, first of all, unexplainable loss, unexplainable struggle, Unrest, fear, afraid, got to sleep with the light on. Whenever you let them penetrate, this is spiritual. And I know I'm, I'm talking spiritual. But I ain't, I'm not talking, you know, everybody can't get with this. When you agree one minute at all, he'll come in. And the children will start acting crazy and you won't know why. I said the children will start acting crazy and you won't know why. They'll, they'll start doing things they've never done or said before. That's how he slips in. And if you are not faithful, if, you, if you're faithful and survivor, you're going to be lost. You're not going to know what to do. Now you got to become a student before you can become a warrior. You got to go to boot camp before they can give you all that you need to fight with. Otherwise, you're going to be shooting friendly. And that's what some people do when they start calling themselves getting spiritual. They start breaching the walls of their covering. Every one of you that is a member and a part of this ministry, you're under the covering of the pastoral office of this ministry under the accountability to, for, to be fed spiritually, to be nurtured the word of God, to laboriously be served to a self-denying minister who will yield to serve you at every capacity, birth, death, marriage, even while you're living through every capacity of your life. That's my covenant and assignment with God. That's the anointing that's poured out on my life. It is, it is the blood that I was washed in. Not make me anything that I'm saying. No, it's all God. And there are others that God has planted right here. They ain't going nowhere. 
you're going to sin because they're not committed to me. It's a God thing. And they survived seasons because they were committed to God. Don't grow so spiritually strong in yourself that nobody else is worthy. Well, you don't have half the anointing Jesus had, and he, found, he, he showed up with sinners and publicans. He was there to do what he was sent to do. For this cause, I came into this world. That's what he told him. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And I love you. Because if I don't love you, there's no, no sense in me even saying I love him. Because the Bible says that's not true. I'm a liar. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. I thank God for the blessing of favor that's on your life. I thank God for guiding you, enlightening you, opening your eyes, giving you insight and words to declare over demons that's trying to steal your life, steal your family, steal your house. In the name of Jesus, they're already defeated. You've got to declare it out of your own mouth. I am more than a conqueror. In the name of Jesus, I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I am usable. God, you can use me. Pour into me, Lord. Strengthen me where I'm weak, Father God. I thank you for making me a house to stand through storms. I thank you for the faith that's going to survive it all. Thank you, oh God, that though many fall around me, Lord, you're strengthening me. Uphold me with your mighty, righteous right hand. I thank you, oh God, that all of my help comes from you. Anything that I'm in need of, Lord, it comes from your hand. Father, for you are both the giver and the giver of life. You are my gift of life. You gave me life. You sustained me. And even when I die, you said I shall never die, but I will live. Eternal life is mine, and I will not be hung up in a season. I thank you for breaking every cycle. I thank you, Father, for loosing the limits off of my life. I thank you for saving souls right here in this house. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for hearts of repentance. I thank you, Lord, that we're changing our ways. We're turning. We're looking. We're running to you, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. We bless your name. We thank you for even our kids awakening to give you glory. Our kids awakening to acknowledge that you are the Lord God Almighty. Our kids awakening that to know that your hand is upon them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, oh God, that what's within them is way more expensive than what they have on them. Thank you, oh God. Thank you for ministry. Thank you for assignment. Thank you for commitment and the anointing that you have on their lives. Thank you for shielding them. It's you, Father God, that kept us covered. Thank you for not exposing my family. Thank you for not exposing my daughter, my, my son, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for keeping them covered. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Bring them, Father God, into their right mind. Bring them home, Lord. I pray a Holy Ghost thirsting in their lives. Anything able to stand, I pray a Holy Ghost thirsting in their lives that they will seek after you, God, that they will learn of you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we praise you and we honor you. We believe it, we receive it in Jesus' name. Come on and just shout amen. amen. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you're not too uncomfortable, just embrace somebody and thank God. They said, tell them your faith survived. That I know what you went through, some of it, because you told me, but your faith survived. That Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, your faith survived it.
Glory to God. I know we hurt you, but your faith survived it. That lie was meant to kill you, but your faith survived it. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I found out it was phony, that it looked like it was real, but my faith survived it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're going to shift into our communion services. But I tell you, Tabernacle, there's something, there's a waving of an anointing that's going to move through Tabernacle like never before. And I thank God for opening our eyes and awakening us to all that he's called us to be in this hour. I thank God for victory. I thank God for your victory. I thank God for your restoration, for your resurrection, for your eyes coming open. I thank God. And not only for you, but for your whole house and everything connected to you. Amen. The blessing of God be upon you in Jesus' name. Scripture will be coming from 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 through 30. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, 